0: Okay, so Deuteronomy chapter 18, I want to focus on the middle, um, the middle verses from verse 9. So Deuteronomy chapter 18 and verse 9, the Bible reads, When thou art come into the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee, thou shalt not learn to do after the abominations of those nations. There shall not be found among you anyone that maketh his son or his daughter to pass through the fire, Or that useth divination, or an observer of times, or an enchanter, or a witch, or a charmer, or a consulter with familiar spirits, or a wizard, or a necromancer. For all that do these things are an abomination unto the Lord, and because of these abominations the Lord thy God doth drive them out from before thee. Thou shalt be perfect with the Lord thy God. For these nations which thou shalt possess hearken unto observers of times and unto diviners. But as for thee, the Lord thy God hath not suffered the to do so and the title of my sermon today is the new age witchcraft the new age witchcraft uh, let's go to the lord in a quick word of prayer father i thank you for your word i thank you that you you just make things so clear and help us to see through um, so many things that we see practiced today uh, please just fill me with your spirit now help me to preach accurately and boldly help everyone to have attentive ears and hearts and in um, all these things uh, we pray in your name amen um, right, so it's Halloween today, isn't it? And um, you know, we, we 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 see all this crazy stuff going around. We see people. We've been knocking on doors yesterday, and all the scary stuff, and people dressed in all sorts of weird stuff. We knocked on a door, and some lady had kind of, you know had all this blood going down her face and head and she was about 50 years old you know and she's just really getting into the dressing up for it and thought it was so exciting and so fun and everything else and, and look a lot of it is ridiculous isn't it yeah. and, and some of it we look at and, and some people do find that stuff scary and some people think well there's you know there's some truth to some of this stuff and in a way you, you know when you look at it it does, in a way, desensitise you a little bit, doesn't it? Yeah. So when you're seeing this stuff, it's all such fun and such a laugh and such a game that people just think, yeah, well, you know, ghosts and spirits and everything else. And that wouldn't have been the case, would it? Um, if anyone knows, anyone ever read Demonology by King James? Yeah? Okay, so um, King James wrote a book, Demonology, and, and that's talking about the witch trials. And and um, look, back not, not that many hundred years ago people like this would have been would have been killed. They would have been arrested and they would have been killed, and for good reason too. And now we've got this point where people, are, it's just all some big laugh. It's all just some sort of fun, isn't it? And obviously they play on the stereotypes. So we see, you know, the kind of the hook-nosed witch with the big wart on her nose and the silly hats and, and the rest of it. And I don't know how much evidence there is in that. But in a way again it normalizes it doesn't it but i'm not really talking about today about this kind of halloween joke which is just ridiculous and and like i say it does normalize it a bit but there is though there is a real there is a growing religion in this country of divination of witchcraft communicating with spirits etc all under the umbrella of what some might call the new age Now, many who believe in a lot of this stuff won't call themselves the New Age, for example. They'll call themselves spiritualists or they'll call themselves, you know, they'll talk about zeitgeist or um, Eastern mysticism, some of them call it. And anyone heard of this sort of stuff? I'd say pretty much most of the church. Um, Okay, and... And many will not call themselves any of this, but they'll just combine what they like from it, combine it with sometimes with their version of Christianity or whatever beliefs they believe they have. And sometimes they'll combine some of it with athe- atheism as well, which is quite bizarre anyway. And they'll just take a bit of this, take a bit of that, and, and, and you know, forgive the pun, but hey, presto, you have this sort of mixture and their own sort of religion in a way, their own sort of version of, of things. Now, it is... Um, It it can be a general term for for parts of Hinduism and Buddhism, paganism, and again, like I say, often combined with Christianity as well. So people will take parts of this this stuff and combine it with uh, Christianity. Now, some of the common beliefs, so some of the common beliefs are as follows. So one would be that obviously Jesus isn't God, according to these people, but is one of many messengers, along with Buddha, Mohammed, etc. God is more of an energy force, You'll hear this stuff, uh, cosmic consciousness, higher power, uh, mother nature, higher self. You heard of that stuff before, the higher self? Um, and, and that goes hand in hand with then that man is in fact divine so man it just needs to harness his own power we all have this inner power that we just don't harness the world um, y- y- you think of Genesis 3 don't you Ye shall be as gods don't you um, all religions lead to the same god very ecumenical this it's just you can just add what you want take what you want from it including so-called modern science they seem to think that it that it drives with it although some so-called scientists won't believe won't, don't agree with that uh, they believe that that a lot of that basically ancient wisdom comes from Babylon Egypt Greece that that's the truth that's where the ancient wisdom comes from they, they reject the bible as being all truth uh, no such thing as sin evil and hell it's all love and unity and people just need to be encouraged to be more like that um, and for me the, the list in deuteronomy chapter 18 that we've just read is the new age all over it's it, because and, and look Hear me out of here, because it's not really the new age. There's nothing new about it, is there? Okay, because really it's the same devilry that's been peddled from the beginning, isn't it? And they call it new age, but it's old age, okay? But they call it new age. And and have a look at Deuteronomy, like, like they're somehow just so much more enlightened now. But have a look at Deuteronomy 18, and verse 10 to 11 said... Deuteronomy 18.10, There shall not be found among you anyone that maketh his son or his daughter to pass through the fire, or that useth divination, or an observer of times, or an enchanter, or a witch, or a charmer, or a consulter with familiar spirits, or a wizard, or a necromancer. Okay, now let's put those into kind of modern, you know, today, what we see today. Um, passing through the, ch- the fire is child sacrifice. Okay, now we could go to a study of this, but but for me, clear all day long it's child sacrifice. Uh, and with the evil abortion industry, we are seeing that on an unprecedented level right now, aren't we? Yeah, yeah. Okay, child sacrifice, we're seeing, you know, by the minute, aren't we? It's just absolutely terrible. Um, in England and Wales, there were over 200,000 abortions in, in 2020. Over 200,000 in England and Wales alone. I mean, that is, that is some number, isn't it, of children murdered. Okay, rejecting the Bible, though, we just saw some of their beliefs. God, you know, rejecting God, making themselves some divine being removing sin hell and judgment is it any wonder that we're seeing child sacrifice on this level now it's no wonder is it because the the new age or old age beliefs they do permeate through our society okay so you know this is everywhere this stuff and oh i don't know i don't know if i know many of these spiritualists look you know so many people will take at least a little part of this okay And, and that particular part the child sacrifice is everywhere isn't it okay now uh, divination is future telling basically and there are various ways that people try to do this you've got the crystal ball fortune teller haven't you um the tarot card readers but then you've got people like for example popular fairly popular people in at least the alternative circles people like david ike with with big followings telling people that the spirit world tells him what's going to happen you know amongst the elite and everything else um and in observers of times, think of astrologers, you, the, the, uh, sorry, astrology, what we call astrology, horoscopes. And look, I, I mean, from, from as young as I can remember, the major newspapers in this country, which at the time when newspapers were big, it's a lot less now, always just had a horoscope on it. Like it was just fine and acceptable. And what's wrong with that? Like these are national newspapers printing horoscopes. Readings and people claiming to tell you what's going to happen in your future based on when you were born. I mean, again, like, how, how, how's that okay? And like I said, in a, in a nation which not long ago, people like this would have been, would have been hung, they would have been burnt. It, also with that, Observer of Times, is there much difference with a guy in a lab coat telling us when the world's going to end? Based on his observation of the stars and everything else. Maybe not, but anyway, enchanter, witch, charmers, consulters with familiar or what we'd known as evil spirits, wizards, necromancers. Now, all of that can be grouped together. And if you're wondering, necromancy is the art of revealing future events by means of a... Pretended communication with the dead, okay, is, is, is one of the dictionary definitions of this. Because they're not really communicating with the dead, are they? They're, they're communicating with devils. Okay, they're communicating with devils claiming to be the dead. Now, if you think about that stuff, think about mediums. How big is, me, uh, how big is that now? I mean, you see it advertised, Psychic Fair. You see on banners around, and, and come and talk to this medium. And you see, you know, people, I've been invited, you know, over the years by people to go to some medium to try and talk to, talk to dead relatives and stuff. Like, it's just absolutely fine. Nothing wrong, wrong with it. Uh, anyone heard of spiritualist churches? Okay, so spiritualist churches, people will go there for that reason as well, to try and communicate with dead relatives, people that have died. I mean, this stuff is absolutely wicked, isn't it? Um, now, there's a problem with this as well, is that people that uh, that often now go into what's known as a 12-step program, which is growing more and more, so AA, NA, all that stuff, they go through the 12-step, and I've very rarely met people that have come out of it. I've had some old friends that have gone through this who don't come out talking about a higher power and don't come out with some sort of spiritualist beliefs with some sort of seeking mediums and everything else. The vast, vast majority do. They kind of basically replace their addiction with this stuff. Okay, so... You've got that, you've got but when you think about this as well, enchanters, witches, charmers, all this sort of stuff, what about some of the some of the healing and alternative medicine out there? And, and look, that stuff's tricky because you know you've got you got you got different angles of that. You've got one where look, and understandably people are untrusting of what can be a pretty wicked pharmaceutical industry that we have out there, and go, look, okay, there's some evidence in in natural things and, and you know, and there's less issues, less side effects, but then Sometimes people get into that, and then they start going further into some of the more, basically, the, the, the more enchanting, charmer type stuff, the, the 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 witch, wizard type stuff, because a lot of it is, is chakras, is, you know, is, is this energy power within you, and, and people do some really crazy stuff with that, and... You know, I, I don't know. I don't know about you guys. I, I go to, you know, I've been going to health food shops for many years to, to get bits of peace that you can't really get in other places. Although nowadays, probably you could order most of it online. And you go in there, and, and there's some good stuff in there. And then there's usually the health food shop witch in there, you know, with the bright coloured hair and who starts trying to tell you that she can feel a good aura about you or something <laughs> else. And you just really, you know, and that stuff sadly goes hand in hand, and, and people do end up getting pulled 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 into that. Healing crystals? You heard of that? Healing crystals? Yeah, we're gonna heal you with crystals. Apparently, psychic healing, vibrational frequencies. Oh, they love a vibrational frequency, don't we? And and, and, and look, it's it's all it's all. sadly is within this natural health this kind of this alternative medicine sphere and you've got to be really careful with that stuff don't you now again it's all just the same stuff and healing angels what about healing angels anyone heard of healing angels so people start praying to these healing angels and they have these little angel uh, graven images that they're praying to and mindfulness and meditation in schools anyone know much about that no yeah a couple okay so um when my children were were in school um just before we ended up pulling them out they they wanted to basically um the whole school had to do this mindfulness week where they were basically going to teach them to, to how to meditate and and all again just all eastern mysticism which we pulled them out of it for that and had a bit of a row with the headmistress about it who was trying to show me the science behind it um yoga yoga as well what what, what are they doing in yoga yeah. snake poses and the rest of it again what is that what is it it's again all part of this eastern mysticism isn't it law of attraction what about law of attraction anyone heard of that the the, the secret anyone heard of the movie or the book called the secret that is popular that's some popular stuff and people are basically you know i think the law of attraction is they'll write a check to themselves and put it under their pillow and then, and then you know they feel that the law of attraction means that eventually they'll get that money. And people do this with a load of stuff. The secret they claim that all these people throughout history—probably true some of that—were you know all these big names were into this sort of again weird, what we call New Age as an umbrella, this weird mysticism and everything else. This stuff is big, and this stuff is everywhere. And look, like I said, there are people that will claim to be Christians but won't have a problem with a bit of healing crystals. Won't have a problem with a bit of healing angels. I won't have a... Look, it's all wicked, isn't it? Yeah. According to the Bible, it's all wicked. So the title of my sermon is The New Age Witchcraft. and I've got a few points about this. Number one is there's real power behind it. Okay, there is real power behind it. So in Deuteronomy 18 and verse 9, we see, When thou art come into the land, which the Lord thy God giveth thee, thou shalt not learn to do after the abominations of those nations. There shall not be found among you anyone that maketh his son or his daughter to pass through the fire, or that useth divination, or an observer of times, or an enchanter, or a witch, or a charmer, or a consulter with familiar spirits, or a wizard, or a necromancer. Okay, so people are able to learn to do those things, yeah? You could take that from that. Thou shalt not learn to do after the abominations of those. He didn't say thou shalt not try to do because people could learn to do this stuff now and and look we you know and rightfully so we obviously most people here probably quite skeptical about this stuff yeah and you you look at this and and you see some of these people and they are clowns yeah a lot of them are just just clowns they're they're liars they're fakes they're they're you know it's a lot of it's kind of circus tricks and everything else but not all of them not all of them are now you know, and, and sometimes you look at this, you say, well, okay, well, maybe, you know, they could poison someone with a natural potion or or maybe, you know, there's a scientific explanation to it. Because us in the Western world, we love to think that, you know, everyone else is just kind of a bit nuts, you know. And, and you know, in, in all these other parts of the world where where there's witchcraft and voodoo and all these sorts of things, shamans and the rest of it, well, they're just not as educated, you know. They don't understand science like we understand it, yeah. But... That's not the truth, is it? Because th- there, is, there is power in some of this stuff, and, and there are people that can do some pretty amazing stuffs. unfortunately, and it's not amazing in a good way. And, and of course, there's, you know, in, in the New Age, in the Western world, you can combine it as much as you like with science. So there's kind of, some people will be very science, but they'll just believe a little bit, you know, and some people it's the other way. Um, but the Bible does give us examples of the power that wicked people can access. Okay, have a look at um, Exodus chapter 7. Go to Exodus chapter 7. Okay, Exodus 7 and from verse 10, Exodus seven ten. And Moses and Aaron went into Pharaoh and they uh, went in uh-huh. unto Pharaoh and they did so as the Lord had commanded. And Aaron cast down his rod, rod before Pharaoh and before his servants and it became a serpent. Then Pharaoh also called the wise men and the sorcerers, now the magicians of Egypt, they also did in like manner with their enchantments. For they cast down every man his rod, and they became serpents, but Arad's rod swallowed up their rods. Okay, so you basically got here you've got these these enchanters, these magicians, mimicking mimicking God. But they are, it seems, by that, they've turned their rods into serpents. That's some pretty, pretty strong power there, isn't it? Anyone anyone here can do that? I don't think so. Just one, okay? <laughs> Always one, at least. <laughs> yeah, imagine that, you know, and imagine seeing that as well. And It's one thing we go, well, God's got this power, but these are people that are not using any power of God there, are they? Okay, these are people that were turning, yeah. turning rods into snakes, into serpents. Okay, that's some power. Have a look at uh, verse 19. You're in Exodus 7. Look at verse 19. And the and the Lord spake unto Moses just quickly by the way on, on that point there Um Although they could do it, what ends up happening? Aaron's rod swallowed up their rods, yeah? God's God's always more powerful. We don't have to look at it and go, oh, they've got all this power. No, God's always more powerful, yeah? is he that is in you than he that is in the world, yeah? Um, but Exodus 7 and verse 19, And the Lord spake unto Moses, Say unto Aaron, take thy rod and stretch out thine hand upon the waters of Egypt, upon their streams, upon their rivers, and upon their ponds, upon all their pools of water, that they may become blood and that there may be blood throughout all the land of Egypt, both in vessels of wood and in vessels of stone. And Moses and Aaron did so as the Lord commanded, and he lifted up the rod and smote the waters that were in the river in the sight of Pharaoh and in the sight of his servants, and all the waters that were in the river were turned to blood, and the fish that were in the river died, and the river stank, and the Egyptians could not drink of the water of the river, and there was blood throughout all the land of Egypt. And the magicians of Egypt did so with their enchantments, And Pharaoh's heart was hardened, neither did he hearken unto them, as the Lord had said. Wow, so they're able to turn water into blood as well. Again, that's that's some power, isn't it? It says here, and and this is a narrator of the Bible saying this, this isn't Pharaoh saying this, and the magicians of Egypt did so with their enchantments. Okay, so they were able to do this as well. Now, I don't know if they maybe just got some water and did it, because at this point it looks like everything had been turned to blood and everything was dying, but they at least showed that they were able to do something similar, didn't they? (laughs) Okay, look at Exodus 8 now, in verse 5. Exodus 8:5, And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying to Aaron, Stretch forth thine hand with thy rod over the streams, over the rivers, and over the ponds, and cause frogs to come up upon the land of Egypt. And Aaron stretched out his hand over the waters of Egypt, and the frogs came up and covered the land of Egypt. And the magicians did so with their enchantments, and brought up frogs upon the land of Egypt. Okay, again, they're able to bring up frogs upon the land of Egypt. Again, that's some power, isn't it? So there is real power there, isn't there? Now, who was able to destroy the frogs? It was only God, wasn't it? So we see after that that it's God that he has to beg, entreat, to take away and remove and kill the frogs. But they were able to bring up the frogs, weren't they? Okay, Exodus chapter 8 and verse 16. And the Lord said unto Moses, say unto Aaron, stretch out thy rod and smite the dust of the land, that it may become lice throughout all the land of Egypt. And they did so, for Aaron stretched stretched out his hand with a rod and smote the dust of the earth, and it became lice in man and in beast. All the dust of the land became lice throughout all the land of Egypt. Look at verse 18. And the magicians did so with their enchantments to bring forth lice, but they could not. So there were lice upon man and upon beast. Then the magician said unto Pharaoh, this is the finger of God. And Pharaoh's heart was hardened, and he hearkened not unto them as the Lord had said. So they couldn't do it, could they? Now they ha- So remember, their power is limited, isn't it? Okay, They have nowhere near the power of God. They couldn't do it. Now they're accepting it's of God, and then they don't attempt the swarm of flies. Um, obviously not the slaying of all the cattle. Then the magicians, and we won't go there, but the magicians, if you remember, they end up with boils all over them, with the plague of boils, and then that's the last we see of them. So God ends up dealing with them. But up until this point, just before this, they're doing some pretty amazing stuff, aren't they? Serpent rods, you know, blood blood, water, frogs. Um, I don't know, if I saw someone doing that, I'd be pretty impressed. Um... Now, you might be sitting there thinking, well, that was over 3,000 years ago. That's those wicked Egyptians, isn't it? You know, that was a different time. People maybe had more access to that stuff. Well, turn to 2 Kings 17, where we're told all... You know, we're told about all of the wickedness that Israel had done. And from, from verse 14, so 2 Kings chapter 17 and verse 14, notwithstanding they would not hear... But hardened their necks like to the neck of their fathers that did not believe in the Lord their God. And they rejected his statutes and his covenant that he made with their fathers and his testimonies which he testified against them. And they followed vanity and became vain and went after the heathen that were round about them concerning whom the Lord had charged them. They should not do like them. And they left all the commandments of the Lord their God and made them molten images, even two calves, and made a grove and worshipped all the hosts of heaven and served Baal. And they caused their sons and their daughters to pass through the fire and use divination and enchantments and sold themselves to do evil in the sight of the Lord to provoke him to anger. Therefore the Lord was very angry with Israel and removed them out of his sight. There was none left but the tribe of Judah only. So look at verse 17. They used divination and enchantments. Okay, they used divination and enchantments. They caused their sons. They were sacrificing their children and using divination and enchantments. Now, turn to Second Kings 21. We're speaking about the wicked king of Judah, Manasseh. Second Kings 21, and verse three. So that was kind of what we've just seen was in between. Now what we see in 2 Kings 21, because that was a history lesson before, for he built up, this is from verse 3, for he built up again the high places which Hezekiah's father had destroyed, and he reared up altars for Baal and made a grove, as did Ahab king of Israel, and worshipped all the hosts of heaven and served them. And he built altars in the house of the Lord, of which the Lord said in Jerusalem, Will I put my name? He built altars for all the hosts of heaven in the two courts of the house of the Lord. And he made his son pass through the fire and observe times, and used enchantments and dealt with familiar spirits and wizards he wrought much wickedness in the sight of the Lord to provoke him to anger notice it said he observed times he used enchantments he dealt with familiar spirits and wizards that's over 500 years since the exodus from Egypt so now we're 500 years along now jump forward to Isaiah 47 have a look at Isaiah chapter 47 And this is speaking of the coming destruction of Babylon, which is then another 300 years on. So, Isaiah 47 and verse 11, it says, Therefore shall evil come upon thee, thou shalt not know from whence it riseth, and mischief shall fall upon thee, thou shalt not be able to put it off, and desolation shall come upon thee suddenly, which thou shalt not know. Stand now with thine enchantments and with the multitude of thy sorceries, wherein thou hast laboured from thy youth. If so so be, thou shalt be able to profit. If so be, thou mayest prevail. Thou art wearied in the multitude of thy counsels. Let now the astrologers, the stargazers, the monthly prognosticators stand up and save thee from these things that that shall come upon thee. Behold, they shall be as stubble. The fire shall burn them. They shall not deliver themselves from the power of the flame there shall not be a coal to warm at, nor fire to sit before it. So again, these are people, it's talking about Babylon here, enchantments, multitude of sorceries, astrologers, stargazers, monthly prognosticators. These are all future readers, aren't they? And again, the stuff's still going on, isn't it? Okay? Now, again, you might think, well, that's the Old Testament. The Old Testament is a long time ago. You know, is, is that really happening now? Well, turn to Acts chapter 16. Acts chapter 16, and verse 16, Acts 16, 16. And it came to pass as we went to prayer, a certain damsel possessed with the spirit of divination met us, which brought her masters much gain by soothsaying. The same followed Paul and us and cried, saying, These men are the servants of the Most High God, which show unto us the way of salvation." And this did she many days. But Paul, being grieved, turned and said to the spirit, I command thee in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And he came out the same hour. So verse 16, this is obviously after Jesus Christ. We obviously see a lot of, you know, what, what we'd call exorcisms in when Jesus is, is, is walking on the earth. But verse 16, it's saying she has a spirit of divination, which brought her masters much gain by Jesus saying. OK, so there's obviously some power there. And there's something she's doing, which is accurate, to actually bring them gain. Didn't say, oh, well, they thought she was. No, she brought them much gain, gain through soothsaying. So, yes, there are tricksters, aren't there? There are tricksters. I'm not saying everyone that calls themselves a medium or, or, or you know, these, these clowns in the newspaper um, who are trying to tell you what, what, what's going to happen in your life. You're going to, you know, you're going to earn some money this month you know oh wow this guy you know okay obviously there are some charlatans out there the con artists but there is some power to this isn't there the bible says there's power to it and and for me there still is so i don't think we want to just fob it all off as fake yeah so firstly let's just realize there is power there number two god hates it let's be clear god hates it doesn't he look at deuteronomy 18 where we where we started and verse 9 Deuteronomy 18, 9 says, When thou art come into the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee, thou shalt not learn to do after the abominations of those nations. They're abominations. Jump forward to verse 12, where it's just given the list of all the things that we've just been talking about. For all that do these things are an abomination unto the Lord. What's an abomination? Something that God hates detestable he hates it not only are those practices hated by God but verse 12 all that do these things are hated by God they're an abomination he hates them he hates people that do that stuff on that list yeah now some people go oh, well they just don't believe no God hates them he hates them for what they're doing And, again, you might go, oh, that lady with the uh, multicoloured streaks in her hair and the graven images wrapped around her neck, you know, well, she she hates vaccines too, you know? At least she hates, you know, we're on the same side. She hates vaccines. She she hates the pharmaceutical industry. She hates antibiotics, you know? She puts her feet in in a clay footbath instead, yeah? You know, what's wrong with her? She believes in, in a god. She believes in God, you know? She says she believes in God. No, she's a witch and God hates her. God hates her. He hates her. That's what it says, doesn't it? All that do so an abomination. People that are practicing that stuff, God hates them. That's what the Bible says. Turn to Leviticus 19 while well, I read Exodus 22:18. You turn to Leviticus 19. Exodus chapter 22, verse 18 says, Thou shalt not suffer a witch to live. Thou shalt not suffer a witch to live. So under God's law, and yes, I appreciate we don't live under God's law, and we're not trying to reenact God's law in this church and say that we're going to start, you know, finding people to kill. There's a disclaimer there, but under God's law, okay? And has anyone got a problem with God's law? No? 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 Let's hope not. Okay, under God's law, she should have been put to death. Yeah, under God's law, a witch should be put to death. Thou shalt not suffer a witch to live. In an ideal world, in the millennial rule of Christ, we will not suffer a witch to live. Okay? Now, I'm not saying our government does that. It should do that, though, shouldn't it? Yeah. A righteous government should. And, and, and the government in this land did do that. The government did do that when they claimed, when they at least attempted to follow the Bible. Okay? Why? Why? Live and let live. Hey, well, it's up to her. Just don't get involved, yeah? Isn't that, isn't that the mantra today? Just let people do whatever they want. Just live and let live, you know? Well, it's up to them what they want to do. Well, uh, Leviticus nineteen, you're in verse thirty-one. Leviticus nineteen thirty-one says, "Regard not them that have familiar spirits, neither seek after wizards to be defiled by them. I am the Lord the, your God, because they defile you and everyone else around you, don't they?" They defile you. That means they make you foul, dirty, corrupted. Okay, they defile you. Turn over to Leviticus chapter 20 and verse 27. Leviticus 20 and verse 27. A man also or woman that hath a familiar spirit or that is a wizard shall surely be put to death. They shall stone them with stones. Their blood shall be upon them. So if we were living under a God-fearing government, then these people wouldn't be everywhere defiling us and our kids, would they? Right. I'll tell you what, I don't think they'd be dressing them or their kids up in outfits. Yeah. I'm, imagine a few hundred years ago. I don't think they would have been going out trick-or-treating, would they? Because they would have likely ended up being, well, yeah, treated to death, wouldn't they? Okay, they wouldn't have been doing it. And that, that's, how, that's how God wants the government to behave, isn't it? That's how God wants the government to, to, to deal with these things says here that they shall, be, they shall stone them with stones. That's a harsh way of dying, isn't it? It's like, oh, one stone and you're out. That's a lot of stones just battering you until you're dead, battered to death. Okay, and that's what they deserve, uh, unless we're questioning the Bible here. We're not, and, and, and again, that's what, like I said, that, that multicolour, multicoloured haired woman down at the health food shop, that medium, that, that person who, who's, you know, who's on, on TV telling everyone you know, about the horoscopes, everything else, that, that guy deserves to die. OK, that's what the Bible says. Uh, why? Because a little leaven leaveneth the whole lump. Because people start to get desensitised by this stuff, don't they? Mm, yeah. Now, I'm not saying that everyone that dressed up in a fancy dress outfit should be stoned to mm. death. But <laughs> I'll tell you what, they'd stop dressing up like that, wouldn't they? Yeah. Yeah. Wouldn't yeah. they? And that's the thing, isn't it? Is these punishments is to stop people ever going down that route. Stop people even thinking about that. Now, you might sit there and think, oh, well, I still think Russell Grant is harmless. Anyone remember Russell Grant? You remember Russell Grant? Yeah, that fat queer guy. Okay, what a surprise, he was a reprobate as well, wasn't he? And not all of them are, but he was, yeah, that guy w- was wicked. But, um, you know, some might think, well, David Icke, you know, he's helping people to see through the New World Order. That guy's a devil, isn't yeah, he? Right. That guy's a devil. Because what he what he does is he, he uses a bit of... Bit, quite a lot right. of truth sometimes right. to wash down the poison doesn't yeah, he right. and he sucks people in who are just thinking there's no way to, i know that this is rubbish i know i'm getting brainwashed and yeah there's a lot of brainwash out there and then well david Ike's the answer then and then he starts going on about mother son god worship that's what christianity is and the rest of his is just blasphemy and rubbish that comes out of his life didn't he say once that he thought he was a son of god yeah, was it? yeah he thought he was some sort of yeah. weird, uh, wicked guy what about russell brand oh he's just so down to earth and nice isn't he Oh, he's just such a nice guy, so honest. Anyone know who Russell Brand? Is yeah, yeah, yeah. That effeminate guy who's all over YouTube right now, and, and he's a bit anti-vax, but quite clever about it and everything. Oh, isn't he nice? No, that guy's wicked as well. He yeah. promotes all this yeah. stuff, spiritualism, all this, all this rubbish. Talking, communicating with the dead. Again, for me, uh, unless I see, uh, unless you know, uh, uh, unless I'm wrong here, for me, he's a wizard. Mm. He's he's what the Bible call a wizard. Yeah. You know, that guy's wicked. And it, I'll tell you what, it, a lot of people seem like I had some sending me some video of this the other day, and I can't even <coughs> watch that rubbish, you know? Uh, wicked. Okay. And look, and we look at these people and we think, well, how? Why? Well, 2 Corinthians 11.14 says, And no marvel, for Satan himself is transformed into an angel of light. So some of these people just look so innocent, so nice. No, they don't have horns on their heads. No, they don't, the women, necessarily have big hooked noses and warts everywhere and, you know, and, and, and walk around with cats and everything else. No, they, they don't obviously look like the evil which the Bible says they are. But no marvel, for Satan himself is transformed into an angel of light. Okay, and his ministers, again, appear to be ministers of righteousness, don't they? If God says they're an abomination, then we'd do well to agree, wouldn't we? Okay, if he says they're an abomination, they're an abomination. Okay, I don't need to try and excuse it and find a way out of that. God says they're an abomination. Isaiah 5.20, you don't have to turn there, says, Woe unto them that call evil good and good evil, that put darkness for light and light for darkness, that put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter, so woe unto you if you're still excusing these devils, okay, woe unto you, okay, the new age witchcraft, number one, there's real power behind it, number two, God hates it, okay, God does hate it, doesn't he, I think that's pretty clear, God hates it, number three, keep away from it, okay, keep as far away from it as possible, Deuteronomy chapter 18, we were looking at, we looked at from verses 9 to 14, have a look at verse 12, It says, For all that do these things are an abomination unto the Lord. And because of these abominations, the Lord thy God doth drive them out (laughs) from before thee. It says, Thou shalt be perfect with the Lord thy God, for these nations which thou shalt possess hearken unto observers of times and unto diviners. But as for thee, the Lord thy God hath not suffered thee so to do. Now, you might look at that and think, well, of course, you know, what Christian going to get involved with this stuff? You know, like what sort of Christians going to start, you know, getting involved in this, this sort of soothsaying and wizards and witches. And look, we're all here. No one's out dressed as a witch, you know, and, and the rest of it. Well, I would say a Christian living in the flesh. Uh, again, you know, yeah, you don't have to turn there. But Galatians 5, 19 to 20 says, now the works of flesh are manifest, which are these. So these are works of the flesh. Adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies. So it's a work of the flesh, isn't it? People in the flesh can get involved with stuff like this, can't they? Yeah. Because someone involved in this stuff isn't automatically reprobate. I think we can look at this and just think they're all just wicked reprobates. That's it. There's no chance for them. They're done. Well, turn to Second Chronicles 33. 2 Chronicles chapter 33. Okay, to think that the king of Judah, Manasseh, in 2 Chronicles 33 verse 6, where it says, and we saw earlier what he did, and he caused his children, this is 2 Chronicles 33 verse 6, and he caused his children to pass through the fire in the valley of the son of Hinnom, and he observed times and used enchantments, and used witchcraft, and dealt with a familiar spirit, and with wizards, he wrought much evil in the sight of the Lord to provoke him to anger. That's a wicked guy, isn't it? Look at the state of that. He's sacrificing his children, he's observing times, he's using enchantments, he's using witchcraft, he's dealing with a familiar spirit, with wizards, amongst everything else. Now jump forward to verse 12, and he gets saved. Verse 12, and when he was in affliction he besought the Lord his God and humbled himself greatly before the God of his fathers and prayed unto him and he was entreated of him and heard his supplication and brought him again to Jerusalem into his kingdom. Then Manasseh knew that the Lord he was God. I believe he's been saved there, and and this is a guy that's been in some absolute wickedness there. And he then goes on to take away the idols, the altars. He does a lot of a lot of work to show there that 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 he's he's had a change there, hasn't he? That he's he's changed his mind about all of it. And look, that we're, we're, you know this is a guy that you you look at that, don't you? And you just think that is pure wickedness, that is pure evil. That guy, you know, and, and yeah, he should have been killed, shouldn't he? Okay, he should have been killed, but. But he was still savable. Someone who commits adultery should be killed, shouldn't they? But they're still savable, okay? And it doesn't mean, oh well, just because there's a death penalty on it. No, there's, these people aren't necessarily reprobate. Now, have a look at um, have a look at Acts nineteen, because we sh- we should keep away from it, shouldn't we? We should keep away from it, and we see an example of this in in. In Ephesus, in Acts 19, Paul's preaching there. Many are getting saved. And it says in Acts 19, 19, many of them also which used curious arts, they're all getting saved, there's like loads of people are getting preached the gospel, so many of them also which used curious arts brought their books together and burned them before all men and they counted the price of them and found it 50,000 pieces of silver. So here we see people, again, that clearly have been using these curious arts, they've got books with these curious arts, they're then getting saved and they're burning the books, yeah? Okay, that's great, but is that automatic? Is that automatic? It's not, is it? Okay, and it's not automatic, because you can look at this and just think, well, why, why, you know, okay, it's good to preach about, you know, false kind of versions of religion and everything else, but does it really affect us? Well, what about newly saved Christians? Are they just automatically going to know that all this stuff is wrong? I I don't know about you, but when I preach the gospel to someone, I don't start going into witchcraft and -hmm. and every other thing and every other workings of the flesh that that ideally they should cut out of their life. And obviously witchcraft is not just ideally. They they have to cut that out. They should cut that out, shouldn't they? Because what sort of a walk they're going to have without cutting that sort of rubbish out. But how many of them probably are still into that? How many people have you preached the gospel to this last year that are probably still at home, thinking, you know, well, you know, is it that bad? You know, is talking to a medium that bad? You know, I wonder if, you know, God thinks it's okay. How, if you haven't read the Bible, you haven't heard any preaching, yeah. you don't just automatically know everything, do you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or, you know the, the, you know, the Holy Ghost, he guides you into all truth from the word of truth, doesn't he? Amen. But you have to read the word of God. So yeah. there are people, there are many Christians throughout the world that, like I said, that dabble. There are saved people that dabble with this stuff. Okay, and look, if you're sitting there thinking no impossible no way, if you're saved, no way, what, so, sorry, where's your line on that then, are you saying that because you're saved, you're you're never going to lie again, anyone here thinks they're never going to lie again, oh, because you're saved though, oh, well, you're never going to, you're never going to covet something again, no, so, there isn't a line, is there, there isn't a line, okay, They're, they're works of the flesh, and people are able to do this, and are able to be involved with this sort of stuff, and it needs preaching, doesn't it? Because how how many people, like you everyone here pretty much, is a disciple, aren't they? They're a disciple. But how many, how many saved Christians aren't disciples? But maybe they might stumble across some. Maybe they're looking, maybe they're wondering. Maybe they're thinking, I don't know about this stuff. I don't know, you know, I'm saved, and he seems to speak some truth, but this guy is trying to say that, you know, you could communicate with dead people, or you could do this. I don't I don't know where to look in the Bible. You know, but no, it's wicked, isn't it? It's evil, it's an abomination. Okay. But even seasoned Christians that know better can still dabble with this. Anyone wonder that? Well, turn to 1 Samuel 28, where we see a backslidden Saul dabbling with this, don't we? 1 Samuel chapter 28. 1 Samuel 28 and verse 3. 1 Samuel 28 verse 3 says, Now Samuel was dead, and all Israel had lamented him and buried him in Ramah, even in his own city. And Saul had put away those that had familiar spirits and the wizards out of the land. Okay, so he knows better, doesn't he? He's put them away out of the land, yeah? Verse 4, and the Philistines gathered themselves together, and came and pitched in Shunem, and Saul gathered all Israel together, and they pitched in Gilboa. And when Saul saw the hosts of the Philistines, he was afraid, and his heart greatly trembled. And when Saul inquired of the Lord, the Lord answered him not, neither by dreams, nor by Urim, nor by prophets. Then said Saul unto his servants, Seek me a woman that hath a familiar spirit, that I may go to her and inquire of her. And his servants said to him, Behold, there is a woman that hath a familiar spirit at Endor. So he's afraid, isn't he? He's afraid, which I think is one of the triggers for this. But he knows better, doesn't he? It's not in ignorance. Okay, he knows better. He knows that he's put them out of the land. He knows what they are. He knows that God wants them put out of the land. He's far from God though, isn't he? So he's clearly far from God here. The Lord answered him not. Okay, verse eight. And Saul disguised himself and put on other raiment and he went and two men with him and they came to the woman by night and he said, I pray thee, divine unto me by the familiar spirit and bring me him up whom I shall name unto thee. And as the story goes on, Saul requests to speak to the spirit of Samuel, doesn't he? And the woman is then shocked, isn't she, when Samuel does actually appear. And and we see that in verse 12. And when the woman saw Samuel, she cried. So she didn't start going boo-hoo. She shouted out. She cried with a loud voice. And the woman spake to Saul, saying, Why hast thou deceived me, for thou art Saul? So I believe here that God does something unique here that's how I see this and and rather than evil spirits which is what she communicates with he sends Samuel and and that's how I see that hence the shouting when she sees him because she's absolutely shocked it's not something she's used to is it but the point is this is that a saved man of God stoops to the low point of trying to commune with the dead okay A saved man of God stoops to the point who knows much better than that to try to commune with the dead. And look at the result. Jump forward to 1 Chronicles chapter 10. 1 Chronicles chapter 10 and verse 13, 1 Chronicles 10, 13. So Saul died for his transgression, which he committed against the Lord, even against the word of the Lord, which he kept not. And also for asking counsel of one that had a familiar spirit to inquire of it and inquired not of the Lord. Therefore, he slew him and turned the kingdom unto David, the son of Jesse. OK, so he died for two reasons there, didn't he? Also for asking counsel of one that had a familiar spirit. And that's the result, isn't it? That's why we need to keep away from it, don't we? Yeah. So, oh, OK, well, you say, yeah, well, you could still do it. It's just, just a work of the flesh. No, it's a wicked work of the flesh, isn't it? Okay, it's wicked. It carries a death penalty. It's as wicked as adultery, isn't it? That sort of stuff. It's wicked. It carries a death penalty in, in a righteous, godly government it should do, shouldn't it? And God hates it, and we have to stay away from it, don't we? Okay? We have to stay away from it. Turn over to Leviticus chapter 20. Leviticus chapter 20. And verse 6, Leviticus 26, 20 verse 6 says, And the soul that turneth after such as have familiar spirits and after wizards to go a-whoring after them, I will even set my face against that soul and will cut him off from among his people. Sounds like God takes it pretty seriously, doesn't he? Okay, god takes it really seriously we should be as far away as possible and if you're in any doubt and, and again you might be sitting there thinking yeah, no chance you know i'm not going to start hanging out down the psychic fair yeah i'm not gonna i'm not okay i get it i'm not gonna read my horoscopes anymore okay i get it it's only a bit of fun i don't believe that they really know what they're talking about anyway you know you might be thinking that but it is i, I thought of this as an example okay say a family member is seriously ill yeah, say someone really close, say maybe yourself or maybe someone that you really love seriously or you feel really distant from God at that time. Yeah? Because sometimes, sadly, when we should be closer to God, we start to feel distant, don't we, when we're going through hard times. The witch down at the health food shop, and so I would keep using the witch at the health food shop just because I've, I've had a lot of experiences with these witches at health food shop. And, and look, I'm not trying to put you off for going to health food shops, okay? Just be careful for the witch down there. okay? But say, say that witch down at the health food shop, yeah? starts telling you about this amazing healer yeah maybe it's crystals maybe maybe the crystals you won't get it but but there's someone who's really good at just just finding out what the body really needs they do this special testing and they can feel what the body really needs or something along that and I've had experience with this stuff there are people that do some crazy stuff that could do some really powerful stuff with this sort of thing and 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 in times of need people start to think Man, you know, like, well, is that that bad? You know, it's for good. It's, it's a positive. I'm trying to help someone who's sick. Is it that bad to just try and see if they can discover, you know, they're going to talk to the body or they're going to talk to some spirit or they're going to... You could see that, couldn't you? Maybe in a time of need. And I hope everyone's here thinking, no way, no way. But I, I reckon maybe they will. Maybe someone would just sing well you know would it be that bad you know just maybe or maybe just uh, what they do this thing where they kind of ask a question it depends i think which way the the pendant swings if it's a yes or no people like people do a lot of this stuff yeah and, and look look there are some people that you would be surprised who have been involved in this stuff yeah and and just because you're saved doesn't mean right never you could be in a time where you're literally you know you've got a, you know god forbid you've got someone who's really close to you they're, they're close to death and you think there's got to be an answer, there's got to be a cure, there's got to be a way, and then the witch starts giving you a suggestion. In fact, I was um, I, I was uh, at a food uh, stall in town the other week, um, and there's a guy. this Jordanian food place. I sometimes talk to this guy, and uh, he started. He's talking to me about vaccines, and he said to me, um, he said, "Have you heard of? And basically, you know the uh, the cupping people do, where they kind of like basically they pull out blood with it. Okay, so he was saying to me well there's this special you know the special technique that they do in by, i think it was jordan or somewhere else where basically they can draw out all the toxins of a vaccine with it so you could get the vaccine because he's quite anti vaxxist guy but he's saying you could get it and the next day you could draw and i'm not trying to encourage anyone to do this by the way okay this is what he was trying to tell me you could do now okay now you might have some different views now you might think oh well there's a lot of science behind it or whatever else so look one man's science is another man's pseudoscience isn't it? And, it and it's hard to you know we don't necessarily know but for me just alarm bells were ringing straight away you know because then i thought you know i think i i had a quick google just to make sure that i wasn't you know that i had a bit of evidence to what i was thinking and and of course it's you know it's based on some sort of energy systems and everything else but the way he's trying to build it is it's very scientific it's basically just drawing toxins out your body you could go and get the vaccine draw it out obviously i wasn't tempted but are we saying that no christian could have been by that could have thought well you know why not getting toxins pulled out your body what's wrong with that but but look people do and we could I don't know about that but you might not but someone else might you know and and look someone else might have been a lot more into that someone else might have, look it, it, you know there's some tricky ways people try and draw you into stuff and and all i'm saying is that the bible's clear that god hates any of that stuff we should keep away from it and look, i'm not saying keep away from the natural supplement i'm not saying keep away from the herb okay but what i am saying is is if you start to feel a bit you know because because it quickly can change can't it And we could think, oh, we're so anti-anti-anything that's Western medicine, and then next thing you know, you've got people waving crystals over you. (laughs) Okay, and I hope you don't, but please don't, yeah? Don't, because that stuff is wicked and God hates it, and it's an abomination, yeah? Okay, take it seriously. So New Age witchcraft, number one, there is real power behind it. Okay, there is real power behind it. Number two, God hates it. And number three, keep away from it. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for your word. I thank you for... um thank you for the for for the clear examples you give in the bible and just to just to show us things which which amazingly apply to this day so clearly um and uh, you know i pray that you just help us all to keep away from all this sort of stuff uh, to be to be wise with it all to just just stay in the word to just stay in the spirit so we don't get tempted by these sorts of things and i pray that you believers as well you just help to ground them help us to ground them as well in in, in your truth your word and I uh, pray that um, you just help us all to, to be strong and strong in your word and uh, strong and strong in the power of your might and help us to go out this afternoon, get some people saved um, to help them to live for you, to help them to resist all of this wickedness that's in our world today and help us to be back here for the evening service. In Jesus name we pray. Amen. amen. amen.